everybody, what's going on? This is Chris Tiffer <laughs> from Finding Japan, and you're listening to episode, I think it's going to be 46, if I'm not mistaken. podcast, but, uh, and, and actually this episode won't get out for a long time, I'm sure. It is, I think, November 15th, or 14th, or it's soon to be one or the other, and I'm walking back to Kamata Eki, the JR line, after a, a nice evening at the, uh, Tachinomi here after work, <clears throat> and just got done asking, um, my friend Matchan, if I could interview him for a class that I'm taking now. And um, lately my entire life has been revolving around class, which is why I haven't really been able to podcast properly as of late. But hopefully it will all pay off with some, uh, let's say, a raised level of Japanese ability sometime in the future. So, we shall see. I think at this point, in terms of a podcast, we're on episode 44, and I haven't even put together something that I recorded last week with um, Alex regarding the, uh, what was it we did? We did a, a drink review or something like that. So, I am just so incredibly behind, but probably maybe <laughs> this time next year I'll be able to actually put together some real material with excuse me, with everything that I've been able to gather so far. Um, I I wanted to do a quick podcast, or at least start recording some audio, just, just because I had a, a thought that I thought was somewhat interesting. And I, and I am in an interesting area, too. Um, if you take the uh, west exit out of Kamada Station, there's lots of little shops and things like that, and it's a... Uh, uh, someday I should really just bring a video camera through here and you guys can check it out with me, but it's a cool area, so I hope, I hope maybe you can catch some sounds or something like that, but like the uh, Japanese woman just saying random stuff as she walks by me. But anyway, no, the, the thought that I really wanted to share was that um, I want to talk a little bit about Japanese communication. I'm taking this communication class, and for this class, like I, like I alluded to earlier, I, ha- I have to do an interview, and we spend a lot of time focusing on how to properly ask someone to do an interview, and we spend a lot of time focusing on the right way to say things, but, you know, in my style has always been to try to say things properly and really just kind of... Uh, make sure I do everything to the letter. You know, if the language must be spoken a certain way, I just say it exactly that way. And even if it takes me longer to learn it, it's best to properly than But I'm still working on my ability, obviously. So it's, it's somewhat difficult to do. But what I, I think... A lesson that I learned tonight is that 
communication is more than just being able to speak properly. In fact, it's being able, in my opinion, to communicate your message. This evening, I spoke with Machan and in a, I guess, kind of sort of a fumbling kind of way, eventually got out my desire that I wanted to interview him for this class. And there are two things that occurred that I found really interesting. One is that we spent more time talking about why him <laughs> as opposed to someone else and um, uh, and less time talking about whether or not he would actually agree to be interviewed, which I thought was really cool. And I, I, I didn't expect anything different, but I really uh, was somewhat surprised and pleased that he was so eager to do an interview and then so humble as to ask why he should be interviewed. And my reasonings to him in my limited Japanese were, was that I, I think his 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 personality and his disposition are always happy, you know, happy, and he always kind of um, takes the time to say hi to everybody and make sure everybody's happy. And I've had some real-world experiences outside of him working at the Tachinomi that I thought were really interesting and honest. And one of the first nights I had here in Japan was there. In fact, I think I think the picture that I posted. The first night I was here was from his uh, his Tachinomi, so there you go. So in that regard, it's, it was uh, an opening experience for me. It's sort of like the opening chapter or the uh, prelude to everything that's been unfolding here in front of me in Japan. So that's been really interesting from my perspective. And um, so, yeah, I, w I was quite pleased that he just agreed to go ahead and do it, and then <laughs> we ended up spending a lot of time just talking about, well, why him, you know? So that was kind of fun. The, the second thing that I realized is, obviously, after only studying Japanese for about a year, a year seriously, I should say, my, um, my Japanese is not perfect. In fact, it's nowhere near perfect. It's terrible. Um, I still have trouble conjugating verbs in real time. I mean, if I do it on paper, I can figure it all out. So, my focus this semester has really been to focus on communication, getting your point across. And I'm taking, I, I purposely took two different classes in order to help with that. And this communication class is one of those. The uh, train, it looks like the train's about to show up, so not to be rude on the train, I'm going to kick off here for a second, and then I'll pick it up again as I, as I walk home from the train station about, I'm guessing about 45 minutes from now, so we'll pick it up there in a moment. Please hear Continuing the walk.
there's a, a really nice side street that follows the main street that I usually walk along when I'm heading towards the uh, JR station from my home. Usually takes about 20 minutes otherwise. Um, and if I decide to take the JR instead of the subway. The JR is a little more convenient when I go to Kamata or Akiba, so uh, I could have taken the, I think it was the Uedo-sen from uh, Hamamatsu-cho, I think. And I think it would have been about the same amount of time, so I figured I would go for the exercise instead. Get off a little further away from home, have to walk a little bit, but overall get get a little more exercise. And I, I almost forgot to pick this up again because I had taken my book out and was studying while I was walking down the street. So I figured that's probably not the best approach since there's a lot of construction going on. Ah. But anyway, okay, to pick up where I left off, the second thing that had happened was is I, I realized that um, really the the most important part of learning a new language, I think, is just being able to communicate your thoughts in any way you can. Both the oral expression class and the Taigu communication class that I'm taking really focus on getting your point across and doing so in a way that doesn't completely bastardize the language. In my oral expression class, we're talking a lot about how to express yourself and some of the reservations that Japanese people have about speaking English. And I think a lot of what I've learned so far holds true for uh, the, the same people. So, for example, Japanese people don't really like to speak English because they're afraid of making mistakes. And also, they don't have a lot of um, practice speaking. <coughs> They're very good at, at reading because there's a lot of textbook work done uh, when they're in class. But otherwise, speaking, um, m much of it's because of the large use of katakana to explain the pronunciation. And many Japanese uh, teachers who teach English don't even speak English very well or at all in their classes. So although most Japanese students, I believe, on average take about six years of English, many of them cannot speak, and most of them um, have a, a large fear of speaking. I, I would argue that many, many Japanese people probably can speak some English, but just choose not to. And it's kind of a shame because, in a lot of ways, I think I envy the Japanese because they, and, and many other countries for that matter, because they do institutionalized language, I'm sorry, English as a necessary language to learn. Whereas in the States, you need to learn another language, but it's kind of, I don't know, it always seems like it was kind of treated as optional, not very necessary. And uh, I, I struggle to look back on the four years of French that I took. And the really sad part is, is I don't remember much. <laughs> I'm sure if I picked it up again, it would all start coming back. But maybe, maybe one of these days, maybe, maybe if I 
stop working so hard, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to become trilingual at some point. But at this time, any sort of semblance of uh, bilingual skills would be would be satisfactory, <laughs> I think. But yeah, so so knowing this um, fact that Japanese people have a fear of making mistakes, it's, it's really made me aware of my own fear of making mistakes. And to that point, tonight when I asked Machan to um, participate in an interview, and, of, and he said yes, and that was that was simple. But when we started talking about why him, I just, I don't know, I really didn't worry about exactly how I said it. I just tried all the different ways I could to explain it. And of course, my uh, Japanese is, is really kind of rough, I, I would say. It's difficult to pull together complex sentences, but I managed to get out my point. And I think that's that's what I learned. If you can express what it is you're trying to say, then mission accomplished. And then from there, I guess you can you can polish. So that's actually uh, reminding me of one of my fears of this Japan trip being over eventually, at least temporarily being over. Who knows what could happen. But one of my fears is that I will no longer have the constant influx and uh, constant uh, assault on my senses, both sight and sound, of Japanese every day. And I think when this whole uh, engagement with Japan is over, I I'm really going to miss that, and I'm going to struggle to find ways to keep that level of engagement up, and I'm actually kind of sad about it already, even though I will be here for, I believe it's at least another eight months, so it's something to think about. Uh, and in closing, I should probably wrap this up pretty soon, I'm, I'm, I'm almost home, but not, not quite, maybe about another five minutes or so. But in closing, I wanted to send the listeners over to another great podcast. And I say another great podcast, but it's really, in my mind, the same great podcast. And that is the, uh, I think it's called a Japlish podcast. www.japlishpodcast.com. And this podcast is being done by Rich Pav. You may know the name. And if you do, you will recognize Rich Pav from www.heroflumjapan.com. And Rich has been, probably in my mind, one of the most ah, really shoot-from-the-hip podcasters that I've enjoyed listening to, I think, ever. I, I, many, many podcasts um, sort of uh, pique my interest, so to speak, because of various reasons. But with Rich's pop podcast and Hero from Japan, it's always been his real sort of... Uh, he really just doesn't hold back 
and and that nature and that candor uh, just really refreshing and one of the things that he's now doing with his uh, Japlish podcast is he's 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 taken on the task of teaching Japanese which uh, it can be difficult especially since the I, I guess if there were a market for free Japanese English or I'm sorry free Japanese learning podcasts there are quite a few actually. Um, last time I looked was about a year ago, and after subscribing to the Japlish podcast, I saw quite a few more in terms of what iTunes was recommending and the various podcast directories were recommending. But yeah, there, there are quite a few now. So it's kind of difficult to really break through with anything original or interesting in that realm, in my own opinion. And that's that's why I really haven't gone down the route of trying to teach Japanese in this podcast, or even speaking much Japanese in this podcast, because number one, I, I think um, I, I'm not one to teach Japanese. I'm still learning, and I, I don't think I ever will learn enough to teach. But um, all, and number two, I, I think I just like speaking more about what it is that I learn, and it's much easier to express that in English. But um, Rich has taken a different approach, and I, I commend him for it because it's really interesting. And again, once again, he's he's piqued my interest in terms of podcasts I look forward to and want to listen to. Rich's approach is he's working with his ten-year-old uh, son named Tony, who uh, you all will have known if you've listened to the Hero from Japan podcast. Man, I, I sound like I'm getting paid for this, don't I? But uh, no, I, I really am not. And I enjoy Rich's podcasts very much. But yeah, he's doing a podcast with his son. And what they're doing is they're teaching Japanese phrases that are just silly and don't make much sense. I think I think the one I listened to today described um, how to politely ask someone to stop licking your armpits because it tickles. And uh, another one was something like... I, I pooped my pants. What should I do? It's like, pansu ni unko something muratta doshio. It's pretty funny. So I, I've really enjoyed that. And, and one of the things I think that Rich has really touched upon that a lot of people don't get is, again, just learning how to communicate and learning how to have fun with a language and making it your own. So this entire little spiel here is all really about Japanese. So let's come up with a title here. What should we call this episode? I think it's going to be called Learning How to Learn. Because really I think that's what it is. It's learning how to learn Japanese and learning that you can take all the classes you want and you can, you know, listen to all the Japanese podcasts that you could ever subscribe to and still never have the time to listen to. But unless you make it your own and really try to communicate your feelings and try to experiment with that, I don't really think you can get too far. And my communication class and our study of Japanese um, people's reservation of speaking English and then my own experience in um, inviting 
Machan to do the interview with me later next month has really taught me that. So from this point forward, I'm not going to stress so much about grammar and vocab per se and really focus on getting my point across. Well, let's try that approach for a few months and see see where that takes us. So, all right, well, that's going to pretty much wrap it up. Um, I guess I'll let you all go. Thank you for listening. I hope this was enjoyable. And I, again, I apologize for not being so in touch on the uh, posts or on the Twitter or on AOL or Skype or any of that. But again, I've been so busy and hopefully I will get all caught up this weekend. So that's about it for now. I hope you enjoyed and I'll talk to you all soon. Take care. Bye.